Hello, everybody. Welcome to the worst. That <laughs> that just came right at me. It was just, it was just there. <laughs> Sorry. I just wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, <laughs> All right. For a man with no expression, <laughs> that was an amazing expression. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. The Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, helping facilitate. <laughs> <laughs> Worship ministry. He's trying. He's trying to get through. local church. <laughs> uh, my name's David, and I'm here with my friend Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing okay, but I think the bigger question is how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I think I'm tired. Yeah. And so that's probably not quite as funny as it actually No, that that is. was that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of my daughter, uh, my daughter Callie. When you get her laughing, it's just it's so funny just hearing her laugh. It could be nothing in particular, but it makes you laugh. Yeah. And that's what I love about babies, you know? You get them laughing, and there's nothing funny about it, but it's just it's yeah. infectious, you know? Well, I st- <laughs> let you all know what's going on, because we're going to leave that in. Oh, are we really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Wow. Well, but, it's funny. It's yeah, good. It's kind of, but uh, I started in with the hello, everybody, and welcome. <laughs> and Kevin wasn't quite, quite ready for it. <laughs> well, you got to understand it. It just came out of nowhere. I'm I'm sitting here. It's dead quiet. And all of a sudden, hello, you know, just just pops right at you. So I was a, uh, I, I was a little surprised. And his head just went backwards. <laughs> uh, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, David, so how are you doing? We we got uh, a mildly overcast, cloudy day, but it's mildly overcast. It is uh, like in the fifties outside, which Ugh. for June 9th is kind of. Yeah. A bummer. <laughs> yeah, what what's the deal with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's welcome to the great northwest is what that is. Yeah. But hey, no, I'm doing good because we actually live in the town that our church is in now. I was just going to say you are in the new house. You yeah. you have moved. It's it's all official now, right? It's you're, all official. You're we're out here. of the old one. After 7 months of commuting, <sighs> we're here. So, wow. We are thrilled about that. That's great because uh, I've been commuting now for almost two over two years, and one of these days we'll sell our house. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a little hard because uh, the real estate market's up here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, a little inside a little, joke. Okay, yeah, but but uh, well, I'm thrilled. I'm glad that you got a new house, and uh, you were telling me earlier you you've made like. Uh, 10 trips plus the big U-Haul and you're super sore from yeah. lifting all I took the elevator up today. <laughs> wow. That that's when you <laughs> that's when you know it's bad when you take the elevator to get It's just two flights of steps. Yeah, it, it wasn't worth it. I'm taking the elevator. <laughs> wow. When when you need to take the elevator to get just to the second floor. My wow. hands are red because all the skin is worn off of them from grabbing and picking up stuff. So I'm ready to be done with the whole process. Did, did you have a lot of help moving everything, or was it just you? Uh, we had we had a lot of people from Gateway help. That's cool. But there was almost no help up on the Longview end. Uh, so we so you know myself and my father in law and a couple of people from down here actually went up there and helped out. 
And there are a couple of people that helped, but uh, for the most part, there was a lot more work up there than there was down here. It always amazed me because every time we came down here, then we would end up unloading everything in about an eighth of the time that it <laughs> took to load it. Man, yeah, that's fast. Well, you know that that's what's great about uh, church body and community, and and that's and you know that's what we're here. And you know, it's actually almost kind of what we're talking about a little today, isn't it? We today we are talking about having. Uh, good relationships with our church leadership and even even with our, our uh, leadership, our ministry teams. Um, and of course, that that is a big part of having a community of believers who uh, want to help you unload a bunch of boxes because if everybody hates your guts, no one's going to no want gonna help. <laughs> no one's going to come help uh, help you when you move. So I think this is a, a good natural segue Um David. But before we get into that, yeah. I need to ask you a question. Oh, that question. Yes. That's right. We talked about this, didn't we? Because last week we talked about what I listen to, what's on my iPod right now, what I'm listening to. Yes. But we didn't ever get to you. So what am I listening to? Yeah, what are you listening to, Kevin? I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a giant uh, music collection, and I'm very eclectic in my music. Uh, today I was listening to The Cry, a uh, Canadian rock band. Um, Christian, uh, you know, actually that was one of the first concerts I ever went to, The Cry, back when they were uh, opening their uh, What About Now you know, tour. The first concert I went to? What? Carmen. No, no way. <laughs> yeah. Was it The Righteous Invasion of Truth? Was it that one or was it? Uh, I don't know which one it was. Uh, we Need a Riot. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the Cry, really cool band. I like them. Uh, kind of old school a little bit, but then you know at the same time, uh, right after them, I was listening to Cutlass. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of had this really weird eclectic mix, just a little bit of everything. But recently, what I've really been into is uh, um, the worship the worship youth band out of Hillsongs. It's the Hillsong United. And uh, they they have this new project out called the I Heart Revolution, and uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. I think, uh, for for me personally, uh, I, I think there's no better um, worship music that's coming out of this of the, of anywhere than what uh, United is doing. I, there is anthemic. It is uh, it is absolutely inspiring. It's rock. It's ballad. It's everything. And it's just great, you know. Yeah, so, they're super popular right now. They are, and I, I love Joel Houston. I love Marty Sampson. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, the songs that those guys do. We've done a number of them at our church that have been really well received. Uh, of course, I've also tried to do some other ones that haven't been well received, <laughs> which is part of the unique challenge of, of trying to introduce kind of youth-oriented uh, music into like a mainstream service that has a, a big mix of people, but. As a whole, for me personally, uh, there's nothing that that hits me closer to home than the Hillsong United stuff. I love it. Yeah, they're kind of uh, they're authentic. I think totally might be a good word. Totally, and that's it, man. I, I've I've watched the DVD companions that come with it, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, it's really you know emotionally driven, and it's really you know it's kind of like um uh like a, a candy coated type of of worship music where it's just driven you know with with passion and heart, and, and there's nothing meaty behind it." 
And and that might be kind of true, but at the same time, you know, I listen to the songs, I, I watch I watch these worship concerts, and and me personally, as as a believer in Jesus Christ, I find myself being engaged and drawn into worship. And, um, I, you know, I don't think that just happens by mistake. I think that happens with that authentic nature of their worship music. Yeah, we did two of their songs on Easter. We did um, Salvation is Here and Tell yeah. the World. Nice. And uh, Tell the World that Jesus Lives. That's pretty. Tell the World that Jesus. We did uh, Mighty to Save. Yeah. Which is another great United song. One of the problems, though, with with a lot of their music at least one of the that I'm encountering. I love the Salvation is Here and Tell the World, Mighty to Save, and I keep wanting to do Mighty to Save. They used to do it a lot when Jeremy was here. Ah. But the the problem I keep running into is that you have to have an electric guitarist. I know. It's, and if you don't have an electric guitarist... It's true. It's true because their songs are written by guitarists, they're written for guitarists, and the reason why they rock so hard is because of the guitarist. Yeah. And you got this, this wall thing on, on television. It's kind of hard to emulate that on the keyboard. Yeah, you can't quite. What what I've had to end up doing is is actually trying to almost rewrite some of these guitar parts. You know, like uh, the intro for Mighty the Savers. Do 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 do. You know, does that part? Everyone needs compassion. Uh, you know, I I just I just do that on the keyboard, like up top a little bit, and then and then I I kind of bring it with uh with this little um like this kind of Coldplay rock type thing, uh which oh. That's what I was going to say. So shifting from music, I was going to say I, I love the worship music. I love that. But I'll be honest. Last week you talked about Cole, um, uh, U2 mm-hmm. and how you like their music. And we even talked a little bit about, you know, uh, the, the role of mainstream music within, uh, you know, Christian listening audiences. I was going to say Coldplay for me is one of those bands that has completely influenced and changed my style playing for the better, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're they're not a Christian band, you know, not not by any means, but um, there, there's something absolutely inspiring and artistic about the way that they do music that has challenged me in how I do my music. And it, it, it's a weird balance, you know. There's kind of the very conservative side of the camp that says, well, you shouldn't listen to anything that isn't Christian or written by a Christian. And then there's the liberal side of the camp that's like, well, listen to whatever, um, I, I'd like to think I'm somewhere in the middle. My big challenge is, is this an artistic form, an expression? Is this something that is going to challenge and maybe uh, maybe help me in, in how I play and challenge me to think more about music and more, you know, because what's great about Chris Martin from Coldplay, he's a piano player. And um, I used to think he wasn't a very good piano player because all of his stuff is really simple mm-hmm. until I actually saw him in concert. Uh, and he's actually a really good piano player, <laughs> and he's he's very fast. He's got very nimble fingers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, how cool is that? He's a good piano player playing these really simple things, and if there's one thing I've learned from Coldplay is that less that principle, less is more. Yeah. And I, I now play much simpler because of what I've heard coming out of them. So I think it's a win. Yeah, and... I I I fall on that side too. I think it's good to listen to secular music and I think it's good to know what's out there and to know what people who are coming currently coming to your church and maybe what people who are you, you are hoping will come to your church to know right. what they're listening to so that you can at least make an attempt 
to go in that direction so that when they come in, it's not a completely foreign experience. Right. Because that's what they're hearing on the radio. Right. That's the kind of stuff they're listening to. That's what they're downloading. That on their iPod. Hopefully legally. Legally, please. Please make it legal, <laughs> folks. So anyway, uh, enough on that. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Now Now that we spent a third of our time uh, talking about moving and yeah, um, right. music. It's fun, though. I, I like talking with you, David. It's it's very natural. To Hopefully just, people like listening to us talk to each other. Yeah, well, you know, it's a conversation. Yeah. And if you ever want to eavesdrop on, if you ever been <laughs> one of those people, I used to do that with my sister when she... Pick up the phone. Totally, yeah. When when uh, she was in junior high, I was in grade school, she would be on the phone with one of her friends and I'd silently get on and eavesdrop. That's like, that's what's going on right now. Yep. The listener is eavesdropping on our conversation. And if you ever want to get in on the conversation... Boom, here we go. You can join the conversation. You can, if you if you want to be interviewed, if you want to actually talk to us, whoa, then then maybe get in touch with us. We'll get figure out touch. a way to 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 interview or talk to you. Maybe we can uh, send us an email or something. And we can read it on the air, or you can leave a comment on a blog. Worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worshipministrycatalyst.com. Yeah. Which we have a comment. Hey, we have we have listeners, and it's about last week's episode, which we're recording this on the day that last week's the day that we uploaded <laughs> last week's episode. So that was that was a quick, pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But um, it's from a guy named Lance, and and he says this talking about confronting in love. He says, "I think it's important to confront someone in a genuine manner." Some people are accustomed to getting confronted by egotistical or petty people. I think you need to ask yourself three questions. Is this an issue that actually needs to be addressed, measuring the importance of it? Is the best method of fixing the issue through confrontation considering alternatives? And how can I best be successful at assisting in solving the issue, planning for success, not failure? If you think through those steps, you're going to be successful. If you're aiming at a successful confrontation, you should be speaking from your heart with love for your fellow person and doing it in a way that speaks to your faith. So there you go. One of our listeners offering some really valid advice on how to confront somebody yeah, and I if think, you need to. I think I think what he had to say was really good. That very first thing, uh, you know, is it even necessary? Yeah. Is it, um, and, and perhaps, perhaps that's something that I, I know for me all too often, I'm uh, maybe need to take a more, more of a pause and say, okay, am I doing this at the right time for the right reason? And then at the end there, what he was saying, doing doing that uh, in love, confronting in love. And uh, I think this ties in really good with uh, today's topic of having good relationships and right relationships with our ministry team, uh, with our leadership team, you know, senior pastor, elders, worship team members, whatever. And this this all kind of, I think, is part of it you know do we have to begin with do we have those right relationships where we are going to be uh if necessary confronting in love and what does that look like you know it's really hard to do any kind of ministry if you have a uh some kind of sever in your relationship with the person you're doing ministry with or doing ministry for right it makes it really difficult to do it for the right reasons so uh, we need to to do what we can to make sure that we're we're staying in 
and a good relationship with the people we're working for, we're working with, maybe people are working for us. So, you know, if we're, if we're a volunteer and we're leading other volunteers, then we want those volunteers to be able to, to work with us in a good way, in a positive way, not be mad at us all the time. Right. And, and I was going to say, for me personally, one of the best things that I've experienced in ministry has been uh, the relationship that I have with um, our senior pastor, Mike Wild, mm-hmm. at Laurelwood Baptist Church in Vancouver, Washington. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the relationship we have is just it's awesome. I love it. We we talk uh, regularly. You know, not not just once a week for you know a few minutes. We talk throughout the week. We joke around. We're we're friends. You know, we go over to. Uh, each other. I'm going over to his house in a few weeks for a barbecue with cool. with my family. Very cool. And and that's I think that's the kind of thing that you want to have. And it's not just necessarily for worship leaders. I think every you know you were saying worship team members having having that kind of right relationship. And you know it, it looks different every single time. What what does it look like for a, a team member? Um, I think for starters having. I know one thing that I've challenged my worship team with, and I think I mentioned it in an earlier episode, is praying for me. You know, I I make the commitment to my worship team, I'll pray for you every single week, but I ask them, can you pray for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think most of them have responded really positively to that. It's a little bit of a buy-in, you know? If not, then there may be an (laughs) issue there. Yeah, if not, then uh, why are are you a Christian? (laughs) Do you love Jesus? No, I... um, I think it's a really important facet of that relationship because let's be honest, I think perhaps one of the best ways for people to, to, for Christians, believers to interact is to pray together with one another, pray for each other. There's power in prayer and there, there's power in having a good relationship with someone that you're praying with. Yeah, and and going along those lines, one of the ways to do that, we uh, this was actually inspired by our children's guy here at Gateway. Um, you know, before you, before you have a service, you usually meet somewhere to pray before the service. Right. And, and we we of, meet in room seventeen. And That's our meet, room. We meet in the green room. Oh, you you guys which, are cool. You have a green room, but it's not green. <laughs> no, of course not. But and there's nowhere to be green in there either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um, uh, so. You know, normally go in there and pray, and we will pray. Maybe I'll have a couple people pray, and and just you know, just pray the usual things like you pray before every single service. Well, he he said, well, one of the things he does to help build some some team among his children's volunteers is he'll ask for specific prayer requests from people. Oh, that's cool. And if if no one's giving one, he'll ask somebody specifically and say, hey, so and so, do you have anything we can be praying for? And usually if he does that, then someone will say something. And so then you get people to share a little bit about what's going on in their lives. And when you start sharing a little bit about what's going on, you can start to develop some relationships with the people you're serving with. Yeah. And I don't know about your people, but I know we, right now, with the people that are serving in the worship ministry, there isn't a whole lot of continuity to people who are serving together. And so I'd like to I'd like to get to the point where we have one group of people that serves together pretty consistently, but now we have a big mix of people. So a vocalist may still at this point have not really ever sung with the bass player. Huh. And so 
there's almost no relationship there. So we need to be doing little things at least to be trying to build some relationships before we go out and serve together on the stage. Yeah, it's in, it's important to have that relationship, and and that's what that's what we're talking about. That's what this whole episode is about. Um, and it's also important to include the entire team. There you go. And that kind of stuff. So make sure you're inviting your tech people. Yeah, and any and, and, other auxiliary people out there to come in and pray with you and to do some of that. You stuff. know, it's amazing how how much they can be left out. The yeah. sound guys, the video guys, the lighting guys. And it's also amazing how extremely important they are. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> because um, they can mute you any second. They can not put the lights on you. If they don't care, it's not going to sound good. <laughs> so, and it's true. Um, that's that's something that. You know, I, I think even I've been challenged with uh, thinking, you know, what what can I do to get – because I don't know. Maybe it's different – maybe it's different for other people, but at least at our church, there's we've kind of experienced this. Um, you know, there's the, there's the tech guys and then there's the band and musician guys, you know, yeah. the vocalists. And it's almost two separate groups. And so, yeah, you know, that whole thing, building good and right relationships with that group – you know, you said something earlier, David, that really struck me. Uh, you were talking about, you know, uh, that idea that, that Lee was saying with praying, you know, having prayer requests for your team members. And what you said, without really saying it, um, that idea of vulnerability, I think that is one of the biggest keys to having good, solid, right relationships with your team, being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, for, for me, um, I... I've made a point. I've made a specific point to be absolutely honest with my worship team. Um, you know, throughout the week when I'm emailing them or if I'm calling them or even Sunday morning, uh, just being, you know, guys, I had a really bad night last night. Uh, Callie woke woke me up at four in the morning. I wasn't able to fall asleep. I'm super tired, and and, and there's something so authentic and refreshing about being vulnerable. Uh, and I think just in that vulnerability, you build relationships because then it's like, you know, the, the mother of four on the team is like, oh, man, I've, I've totally been there before. I know what you're feeling like. It'll get better. Don't worry. And, and of course, then there's, a, you know, maybe the, the bass player who's uh, still in you know high school or something who has no idea but can at least empathize with what's going on. And, and there's community and there's relationships that's being built right there through the vulnerability well that ties into what we talked about a long time ago or at least it seems like a long time ago <laughs> about being just not trying to be the perfect person or not trying to right. be like always the leader you know like you're always in charge you're always on you know yeah but <clears throat> allow people to see you that that you're human you know don't always try and be that perfect person but because we you know we we are we're human we all have those bad days and we all have uh, we all have those, you know, nights where we don't get much sleep and having, having vulnerability in there, I think, you know, makes us more human and makes those relationships even better. And that's one thing I, I've always appreciated about pastor Mike, our senior pastor. I, I was saying it earlier, we have a really good relationship and it's because, you know, even though he's, um, you know, he's much older than me, uh, by boy, what? what 20 23 or 24 years older than me i we see each other as friends and not just colleagues but friends because because of that um being real and and open and vulnerable with each other so it's it's been huge it's been huge for me 
and my relationship with him and how we minister together. And Sundays are such a positive thing. You know, I know I can come up to him right before the service starts and, hey, Mike, we're going to have to make a change. Okay, no problem, Kevin. You know, I trust you. Boom. In the story. Yeah. Yeah. And and going along with that, being vulnerable, when someone else is vulnerable with us, we need to respond in a good way. Hmm. Like, if someone's if someone kind of starts to open up and share something with you, you need to actually like Listen, pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say something like, oh, "Well, can can you hold that thought here? I'll call you on Monday." How about yeah, some <laughs> you know, like if you're if you're trying to get people to be more open and honest with each other and to share in groups and stuff like that. If someone starts to share, which you know there needs to be a good time to do that, that's probably not something you want to do five minutes before the service, right? But um, but if someone actually starts talking about something, you need to be able to listen and interact and and encourage and stuff like that, and not just be like, um, okay, that's great, we got to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that that would be part of of being of building good team too is is not just being a good talker and a good sharer. But to actually be a good listener, listening as well, yeah. And and there's a, like you said, there's a time for that. There's a place for that. Um, for for me, I I like to try to, uh, I, I like to try to operate with that mentality that um, you make time for what's important. And and uh, for me, you know, I want to I want to make sure that I'm I'm giving my my worship team members. Or just even you know ministry team leaders or, or uh, other other people who are serving in leadership, I want to give them my my undivided attention as much as possible. And you know to that end, one of the things that, um, that I've tried to do, one of the uh, the character qualities I've tried to set up for myself in leadership is to be always open, always available. You know my door is always open. Um, I you know I, as far as phone calls go, um, I, I don't even have. You know, I don't even have them uh, hold calls or anything like that. I, I want to be available, and that's part of that process, mm-hmm. that vulnerability, having good relationships. Yeah. So, so how about you know with with some? How do you how do you keep a good relationship with with the person you're working for? Whether it's your senior pastor, or whether it's your worship leader, or whether it's you know the sound guy and you're you're one of the the, the sound guys in training or you know, right. What what do you do to to maintain that relationship? Well, I think I think the first thing, and I, I've I've talked about it. We talked about it, you know having having good um, vulnerability, having good uh, relationships with. Is that a phone? Yeah, my phone's ringing. I forgot to. Turn you forgot? It off. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is that mysterious sound? Um, you know, having having good relationships with with it starts with your leader starts with that that moment when you can actually be more than just a more than just someone serving under but being a friend are we set now we're set okay good (laughs) maybe maybe yes maybe there we go okay we're set we're set we're good we're good are we gonna keep going (laughs) we're gonna keep going okay this this is this is live (laughs) that's right Except not really, but um, sorry. So I was saying that that relationship with whoever it starts with being looking at them more than just uh, as a leader, but as a friend. And of course, that takes 
that takes vulnerability on the part of the leader to have that relationship. But as I was sharing with our, our, our senior pastor, Mike, really good friends with him. And that's, I think, the key to some of our success. And and also, if something comes up, then we need to be able to address it, too. So, like, if there is something that happens and, and you get frustrated with the person you're working with, then, then we need to be able to, like, last week we talked about confronting and love. <clears throat> Maybe we need to actually go and, and not confront, but actually just, just bring up the issue because a lot of times we'll, well, if you know somebody upsets us a little bit, and it is most of the time unintentional, but but something happens and it kind of bothers us, and then we let it bother us and bother us until it boils, and yep. you know we we have boiling blood, and you know we're <laughs> boiling from the inside out, and then and, you're all bitter, and... yeah, and so and then you know then then you're too worked up to actually talk to the person, yeah, so you know. If if something little happens, attack it while it's little before it grows into something big. That's good. So so what else? What else, David? How how else do uh, do you have good relationships with your? Um, I, I don't know if superior is the right word, but I think I think it's fitting. You know, so whether that's an elder or whether that's a ministry leader or your pastor or like you were saying, a sound guy who's maybe in charge of the sound ministry. What do you do to? I think a, a really important thing is time, like yeah. just just time together. It doesn't have to be any you know agenda driven time, but you got to just have some kind of time together and, sh- and shared experiences with people. Do do you um does your church do you guys do like uh ministry you know like ministry get-togethers where different ministries come together? Uh, do you do you have like or like a worship team get together? Do you guys ever do that? We're gonna do. Uh, I've always done before, but we're gonna actually do it here too. With uh, this summer, we'll do like a barbecue. And yeah, we'll have the entire worship ministry over to our house for a barbecue. Wow, that's we'll just cool. Do hamburgers, hot, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah, but but just to get everybody together, get the whole group together, and and to kind of thank them for it, stuff. And it, it builds it builds rapport. It builds community. We. We did that. Um, actually, it's been a while since we've had our, our last work. I should probably do one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but we, I found that so helpful because there's something cool about just hanging out, eating pizza, drinking pop with uh, with you know the same people that you're on stage with week after week. Right. Th- that's that relationship. And then the cool thing about that, you know, they they see me in like jeans and a t-shirt. And and it's like, hey, this is a real person, and we're laughing, and we always try to do some games and maybe funny moments or memories. Uh, another thing that's been really helpful, and, and I'm just thinking outside the box, uh, outside the box of music, but ministry leaders who get together every every once a month, our church does this thing called uh, an all servants meeting, where every single ministry leader, and and that's everyone from like men's ministry to like the caring board or the outreach board, the trustee board. So there's about 25 or 30 ministry leaders in our churches and, and they bring, you know, they usually bring one or two other people within their Mm -hmm. team. We all get together once a month and we have a time of prayer. We have a time of devotion. And then we have a time to talk through calendar issues. And what's been so neat to see is the people, the leaders in our church working together, loving one another, and becoming good friends with one another. Yeah, you know, that's cool. It's like, wow, what a concept that even though I'm not 
on the men's ministry board, I can still be friends with the men's ministry director. And he just asked me, you know, like a couple weeks ago, hey, can you can you do some music for our men's retreat? No problem. I'm there, you know, it, and it wasn't a big deal because I'm like, Doug's a great guy. You know, I, I love Doug. I love the relationship we've gotten to know, even even though it's only been for a few months. Uh, so it, it was very natural to mm-hmm. to do that. Well, and then you know you're building relationships, and then when you have relationships with everybody, then you're less likely to feel the competition between ministries because you actually have a relationship with the ministry leader. So exactly. it's not like you're all competing anymore for the same you know resources, but you're actually trying to help each other out and support each other. And that's actually exactly why we started these all servants meetings because. Uh, we we realized and recognized we are having kind of silo ministries at yeah. our church where yeah. we had the men's ministry that does this and we have the youth ministry that does this and the music and, and so in an effort to try to make us one ministry you know instead of instead of fifteen ministries at Laurelwood now it's like the ministry of Laurelwood Baptist that's facilitated through these leaders yeah that's cool it, it's been awesome the other thing I was going to say would be trust you know I think you got to be able to trust regardless of your position i think there's got to be trust both ways hmm. and uh and i know i talk about john maxwell a lot but he talks about having change in your pocket and you know the amount of trust you have with someone's like change in your pocket when you when you're building trust you're getting more and more change and as you do as you mess up and you make mistakes you have to give out your change and so you know the more you mess up eventually going to run out of that change and right. and they're not going to trust you anymore and you you lose your money a lot a lot faster than you gain your money you <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier to yeah make those <laughs> withdrawals than it is to make the deposits right? right so so being careful to actually try and trust people and to do you know and to do things and follow through with commitments and and to not let people down i think is also a very important thing that's good but i think there's a lot of other stuff that we could talk about but we are out of time out of time already out of time how about that? So we should say a couple things like where you can get in touch with us. Yes, and please do. As, yes. As you heard on this episode, we actually read our comments and we we'll, may even read them on air or respond to them in kind. Yes, so, so www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. <laughs> That was great. Good that, team effort. And we didn't even plan that nope. either. <laughs> that was all that impromptu. That was on the fly. Yeah. And you can also email us. You can email Kevin at Kevin at Worship Ministry Catalyst dot com. Or David at David Worship Ministry Catalyst dot com. David at David at Worship. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is that confusing? Email David at the following email address. There you go. David. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And we've got a forum up there if you need some help with something, if you have an issue you would like people to talk about, or if you have a worship service idea, you're needing help coming up with a creative idea, there's a forum there to do that. Worshipministrycatalyst.com slash forum. Please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from more of you. Yep. I was going to say, in all things, we truly do want to be a networking resource for you, for your whole worship ministry, for uh, team members. Anyone that may have a need, we want to be here for you. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm glad that we're ending because I really have to go to the bathroom. So. And I need some more water. So this works out good. Good. All right. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>